0: Welcome back to another episode of the Wretched Rambler podcast presented to you by Flawless News Media. I am one of your hosts. I am German. I don't have any AKAs. for today. As usual, I'm joined by my friends and my co-hosts.
1: Hello, everybody. This is Candace, uh, aka so at PC. But for this episode, you can and shall refer to me as Freddie Gibbs. And as right. usual, <laughs> I... <laughs> One of my faves is also here with us, making up uh, a trio of Ratchet Tree. Hey, Adrian. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? I'm
0: doing good. Good. I am blessed and highly nigga. I know that's right.
1: For sure. I just want to remind people that as a Black person, I don't have to take any of your non-Black advice into consideration. All I have to do is stay Black and fucking die when it's time to do that. I do not care about your thoughts and opinions and your feelings when you not black. And I don't care about a lot of niggas thoughts and opinions and feelings while we being truthfully honest. That, and 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 I am very humble when it come to flexing on motherfuckers on the Internet about what I do and who I am and with purpose. But don't ever in your slow ass life think you're going to come in my mentions and try to little nigga me when I'm the big nigga. Around these parts, I'm not the little nigga. I'm the nigga, okay? Because some little nigga on Twitter are gonna tell me, uh, "Bitches who don't have college degrees, who don't,
2: who are these bitches? were these, these
1: bitches? Which bitches are we speaking of? Because not this bitch." To which he now has been ratioed and laughed at oh, to the tune shit. of a million impressions. Because if you don't know, let me remind you: podcasting is a professional hobby. I am a geotechnical engineer who specializes in damn safety. I hold a bachelor's and a master's degree in civil engineering. Know know that. Know that. So don't ever, ever get it twisted because you see a few tweets and a few brouhaha's and hee-hees that I'm the person you should play with. Play with your mammy. Don't play with me. For your own damn safety. Hello?
0: and i I see see what what you did
1: did there (laughs) don't don't do that don't ever assume and it was a weird assumption considering that black women are the highest educated with like we're the highest educated right now
2: did this did not spin off from that bus driver comment no this no this
1: this, this spun off from the freddie gibbs thread I just want to say, while we here talking about bus drivers, y'all should date bus drivers because struggling with a known rapper that what that's an exception. Paying a known rapper's phone bill who is doing tours in and out the country, you are down bad. And she ate Freddie Gibbs' ass. uh Oh, she talking about she got pictures of him with his butt cheeks spread, booty hole news. First of all, Freddie Gibbs is fifty-three. Why are you eating senior citizen ass? You gonna get
0: worms. Oh, all right.
1: <laughs> and, worm. and 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 I, a lot of women was mad at me because I said the takeaway in this situation is that non-black women and biracial women typically think they are the exception to the rule when it comes to ain't shit black men especially famous ones. Why were they mad about that truth? We get mad at truth now? Talking about, no, they're going to say all women think that. No, there's a different attitude that quote unquote exotic looking women and non-black looking women and racially ambiguously, racially ambiguous looking women have when it comes to dating black men, especially like rappers and athletes and well-known black men and shit like that. They feel like that they are better than black women. Thus, they'll yield better results in that relationship. And it's not true. We've seen it with Danny Lay. We've seen it with Sin Santana. We've seen it with Erica Mena, We've seen it with a host of fucking women who carry that attitude. So so I just want to say, I don't care if you're upset at the truth. The truth is the truth. Freddie, first of all, Jeremy, and I'm willing to ask him right on the ear. I have had that Ray Golden chick blocked for a long time. She is she is highly transphobic if I remember correctly, right?
0: Um from what I remember, she did have some transphobic tweets in the past. I don't know if she ever addressed or apologized for them, but I do I remember know
1: they she addressed. tripled down on them and I blocked her. And so the college you never bitches with no college degree, she was in Freddie Gibbs latest baby mama DMs leaving like 32 voice messages like bitch I got two degrees I own a house you just on the internet showing your pussy for attention in this and my thing is I don't care about how many degrees y'all got because y'all both got babies with the same loser which means that from porn star to register nurse, you hoes have no common sense. That's that's what I gather from the situation. It don't matter how many degrees you have, y'all lack common sense. Because why would you be having babies with somebody who has publicly tumultuous relationships with more than his with his baby mothers? Because you think stupid. you're different, you t- and you, <laughs> you think you're so different. Not. You're not different. And Ray Golden got really mad at me because I called it out. I think it's really corny to use your status, your education status, or your material things to dunk on another woman over a no good man. Because y'all are both in the same boat. Y'all both got baby money. He has like, y'all, have, y'all are both dealing with a man who has left multiple homes single-parented. <sighs> Mike. Mike in the background, except talking about, except she ain't finna be homeless because she's selling pussy. Mike, please.
0: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, points will To be fair,
1: but it's like, and I also want to say, none of us would know y'all are Freddie Gibbs, Baby Mama, if y'all didn't bring it to the timeline. None of us have ever gone down a rabbit hole trying to figure out who this man, who this cockeyed Ninja Turtle got babies with.
0: Cockeyed Ninja Turtles is crazy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we have so, never, like, literally. Freddie Gibbs, a rapper. Okay, he's a rapper, and. To be fair, he's a good rapper. He's a horrible person, though. This We're talking about a 40-plus-year-old man who has four baby mamas, and all of the women are like 10 to 15 years younger than him, at
2: best. Oh, he one of them.
1: He's one of them. And he even made a video talking about Can't No Ho Change Me, bitch, I'm me. What you mean you could tame me? I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do, how I'm gonna do it. Can't no hood. Nigga, run you need. are damn
0: near 50.
1: You are 50 cent in booty hole nude, And he got jumped by the rap group Griselda. Oh, Griselda is a whole group. Griselda is a group it's like (laughs) Benny the Butcher and some other niggas I only know Benny the Butcher because Mike listened to him all the time but it's a whole group and they had some smoke for Freddie Gibbs and they jumped him and he had this racially ambiguous uh flower roach fighting grown-ass niggas in Buffalo New York and I'm talking about they 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 whoop Freddie Gibbs ass. She posted a picture talking about that's Freddie in the green. The nigga in the green is way in the back getting jumped. Like, why would <laughs> what with his legs in the air? Why did you do that, Sharon? Oh wow, it's so many moving parts. And like I said, the takeaway for me is she thought she was different than the other baby mama. And the third baby mama is not over him either because you and the DMs talk about if I if I wanted him I could have him. I've never yeah. seen a woman say that who didn't want the nigga back. And so she got mad at me and she cussed me out. And my intent was not for her to feel disrespected, but friends, I want y'all to know, listeners too, if you ever, if somebody ever posts video, video screenshots of me and another woman's DMs talking to myself in voice memos, leaving 10 plus voice messages about Mike, please call me pathetic. Because my beef should not be with whoever this woman is. My smoke should be for Mike. And I got a lot of misdirected anger. No, I'm putting you in this hypothetical. Yeah. <laughs> you in it. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, if you see Mike. me going out sad like that, call it for what it's worth. Don't sugarcoat shit for me. Don't make it seem like I'm I'm some victim, especially if I'm p- posting pictures present day hugged up with said baby daddy who you say ain't shit, can't get it up, don't take care of his kids, left y'all homeless sleeping on people's couch. No, call me the fuck out. Because at some point I lost the plot here. The, 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 the plot is lost.
2: And if you love me, first course correct me. That's Still not I'm over saying. Griselda being a group. I really thought they were talking <laughs> about that Mexican drug dealing lady, no, that Colombian yeah. drug dealing lady. No, yeah, not Griselda Blanco. Yeah, Griselda. The I Raid thought Raid, she Raid. was rebranding and she dropped the Blanco. <laughs> she
1: did. Griselda Blanco is dead, dead. She been dead, dead. They shot her ass up in Colombia somewhere.
2: But funny enough, I haven't heard Griselda since she died, and that's why I just assumed. Never mind. <laughs> Wait, let's never mind. <laughs> yeah, she. <laughs> she she is a she is a
1: rapper. Yeah, this is a rap group based out of Buffalo, New York. Very violent lyrics and shit like that. Enough that as a woman, you would my nigga would have just had to get jumped on his own. I would have called me a Uber. Take me to the nearest chicken shack. I don't want no smoke with these niggas. I don't. I really don't.
0: I am hollering at Adrian, thinking the family estate done rebranded mm.
1: <laughs> Which is funny because her son, Griselda Blanco's son, is on What's a on? reality TV show.
2: And I watched that and they were trying to do something with like her name. And so every time I would hear Griselda, I wasn't necessarily hearing it in the context of music. So I thought he just got it off the ground and popping. No. Uh-uh. Okay. All right. No. Well, I'm an yeah. old nigga, so okay. So it's Freddie Gibbs. Well, that well, can <laughs> she really could have let me slide? Like I'm an old nigga. No, I'm saying, no, that. I'm
1: saying he's too old to be doing the shit he doing. <laughs> you too old to be telling women you want to have babies with them and and trying to get your breeding kink off. And then when they get pregnant, talking about I don't know if I'm ready to have a baby. You have three kids already. You could buy some condoms. She could get on some birth control if she so chooses. How you was mean, said to me? <laughs> Hello? What are doing? You don't mind spreading them. That's for sure. So we know you'll be able to get a vasectomy and get it out the way. Prayers down for everybody involved is what I'll say. Prayers for the baby. Well, prayers down to even them. That baby going to have bad
2: vibes.
1: (laughs) 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 Um, Welcome back, y'all. It's good to be coming back. You know, we appreciate y'all. Our numbers are growing and growing. And that is truly and Due to our listeners and people who support the show, and we cannot thank y'all enough, we really would love a chance to continue to grow the podcast as reality TV is not letting up. It's coming back bigger than ever. Um. Oh, yeah. Before we get to our actual shows on this feed, Derek and Monique are big beefing all across <coughs> the gram of Insta's. Y'all are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Nigga, you set it up. <laughs> okay. I don't, the, the engagement is off. We call this. First of all, if you don't, please go subscribe to our Patreon at the red noise level. It'll get you access to Ratchet Reloaded where we c- we cover every aspect of the lockup shows. Love during lockup. uh, Love after lockup. Life after lockup. God damn is your mama locked up Your daddy should be locked up Your baby got bad vibes Lock them up We cover all of it okay? On Ratchet Reloaded on the Patreon Patreon.com Slash Flawless Noises $5 gonna get you access to a lot But didn't we say Last week That that engagement was not going to Fucking last 90 days We called it in the fucking air We called it
2: and well, you and Jeremy it. did. You and Jeremy did. I was wrong. I thought we was at least going to get to a baby before.
1: They seem to have broken up. I don't think they are going to stay broken up.
2: Okay.
1: I don't. I. It seems like Derek went and hosted, did a club hosting after Monique left to go back to Chicago. Next thing you know, she on Instagram talking about, I'm tired of letting niggas play with me. This the last time a little nigga going to play with me. And he on... <laughs> Derek <laughs> he on Instagram talk about she went from being my biggest supporter to my biggest hater and the common denominator here is, is just that is she the biggest and it has not changed but you have consistently cheated on this girl of course she your biggest hater but I don't feel sorry for Monique Honestly, she is taking him back repeatedly. That man, Monique, was not back on the road. Good driving the five hours from Cleveland to Chicago before Derek was busting down every bitch on the Cleveland scene. He never had any intentions on being faithful to Monique. I truly believe they were together because she needed a return on her investment. Because Miss Mamas then took out all type of PPP loans to to keep him paid in full. I sent a DM to Monique asking if we could interview her. If she wanted to come on the show, she probably ain't going to answer it. But I damn sure was like, shit, tell your story before he tell his. Because we know who they're going to believe in this situation. And it's going to be Derek. It's going to be the man. It's always going to be the man. Especially when Monique doesn't fit the conventional standards of beauty across social media platforms, they are not gonna believe the slovenly big girl who just needed some love and attention and was willing to put up with anything to get it so ma'am miss mama's if you're gonna tell it you need to tell it immediately and you need to bring your receipts with you she say Derek ain't nothing but a perk head he was fuck you off that perk 30 dick
0: yeah that's the thing like even if she tells a story I mean, what would she want us to do with? Because it's like, at least in my opinion, it's like y'all both goofy. So I, I don't know what you want me to do with knowing that both of y'all are goofy. I mean, thank you for providing me with some entertainment. But I really don't have nothing for either one of you to be perfectly. I mean,
1: yeah, to be honest, the signs was right there.
0: Yeah. I mean, like like the only thing I will ask is is was it worth it? That would be my only question. But other That's that. my only question.
1: Was I it worth
0: it. it? I ain't really got nothing for you, beloved.
1: Was it worth it? Because you you pretty much played yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you you played yourself yeah. in the grand scheme of things. So, you know. Um, but we finna jump into our shows because uh they were interesting as well. We so I'm gonna be honest. I'm almost pretty glad that Seeking Brother Husband was only six episodes. I don't think I would have been able to watch it for any more than that, honestly. Um, so let's let's jump into the season finale of Seeking Brother Husband because you know Kenya and Tiger. I don't know what I ca- well. I guess you can call it whatever you want to call it. You could call it a marriage if you want to. Um, but Kenya and Tiger got married. And uh it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Her makeup was casket <laughs> sharp.
0: That that's a word for it.
1: Her makeup was casket sharp. I just get a refund back on whoever did that makeup. Cause she looked like she was finna go lay in the coffin.
0: She looked like she would be finna be up there with Griselda. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, cool. <All> right.
1: <laughs> it was nice to see their children, first off. They have some beautiful and very handsome children. Was that the first time
0: we've seen the children? Mhm. Yeah. Okay, I can remember We you know about the, the
1: children, but I don't think we've ever met the seen the children. Um her and Carl have some really good-looking kids. Mhm. And it was very nice to see that their kids are supportive of their lifestyle. That's one thing I will say.
2: It not just supportive, they
1: and the relationship they, they had it. with Tiger,
2: yeah, as well. I thought, and I, I almost wish that maybe that would have been what More we saw from point. their situation because I liked seeing, I liked seeing that.
1: Yeah, I, I did enjoy seeing that, and it was really nice to see the relationship between Carl and Tiger be what it is, mm-hmm. like one of mutual respect, admiration, um, and I. And for the first, I feel like it took six episodes, but for the first time, I feel like Kenya is really happy to be doing this marriage commitment ceremony with Tiger and continuing to have what their relationship is like. It, it, you could see some some passion and some excitement when she was talking about Tiger and doing this ceremony, and I hope that lasts for them. Um, but the credits say that she's dating two other men and I don't I don't know. I guess my question in this is that having multiple partners is very time consuming. So I just wonder what type of effort you are able to give these each partner individually when there are so many of them at this point. Or what is the or you know, like she said with David, the time commitment is she sees him once every 2 to 3 months. So Maybe it's that, you know, maybe everybody has a different level of commitment in this situation, but that just seems really really grueling to me I, at some point.
0: I would like to uh, circle around to something that uh <laughs> that Adrian has been beating uh ever since this and that no matter rain hill sleeping nor snow, can you going to get her some dick? She like the
2: post office.
0: <laughs> she like the post office. All right. Yeah. But uh, but no, I I don't think it's grueling for her because I mean it seems to just like she like me.
2: Yeah, I don't think all I don't think all of her dating is as intimate as her relationships with Tiger and Carl. Yeah, yeah. So I think if you're talking just a physical type of thing, I mean, I would think if it's just physical, that might be easy to maintain. Yeah,
0: yeah. That's certainly just a Tuesday for her.
1: Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel bad, but I can't remember the white couple's names. <laughs> but the the couple who sat down with the mom, they seemed to really have it out. Um, uh, Lisa and Michael. Yeah, Alisa and Mike. Yeah, yeah, about the baby situation, and it was really awkward to watch, honestly. honestly and I, I, yeah. it almost felt like. She wanted him to, like, first of all, if at some point kids were on the table and you were saying you may want kids or you may not want kids, and being mad that he brought it up and then saying you don't want kids, he's not the only person to blame in this situation. Cause at some point it was discussed, it was on the table. And when that changed, that should have been a discussion as well. Like, hey, I know I said I could potentially want kids later on down the line, but I don't think I want any kids. And you know, how do you feel about that? But like this, this big (laughs) her, why are you bringing up kids? I didn't see a problem with bringing up kids, honestly. I just felt like they y'all should have had a conversation before it got to that point.
0: Their entire, like not only was this awkward, but honestly, that sums up their entire um...
2: relationship. Her making decisions and he has to just
0: follow suit. Yeah, But
2: he has allowed that also.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's awkward. He's allowed it, and I feel, and I've, I've been beating this drum home ever since the first episode. He has not been honest with himself that he ain't forgave her for cheating on him, which thereby you know led to this here. So he you have all... For, yeah,
1: uh, I know what you... Go ahead, Jeremy.
0: So you have all these culminating issues and unresolved trauma you have not healed from, and now you get to this situation and you're talking about kids, not talking about kids, and hell, them... Even if kids are on the table here, they're gonna be brought up into a fucked up situation, not because of the situation itself, but because both of you motherfuckers just have not are just are not healthy. You're not healthy. You don't communicate very well, if at all. So what the fuck, <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, I I just don't think. Um, Adrian said it last week. Trying to trying to build a transparent situation on lies is ever going to work in that capacity and you know again they just don't communicate well I really and they think, just don't seem to be on the same page
2: yeah they're not on the same page and i really think that i'm delicately to put this fuck delicacy i think they were both on the less desirable side in mm. their communities uh probably where they went to school at probably within uh, a a limited dating pool and then they got out here into the world where it's bigger and now she hitting. because she's not an unattract she's not an unattractive young lady. She strikes me as she may be, may have been considered a little nerdy, but not unattractive. And I think now she's out here and she's attractive and people are gonna wanna date her and be physical with her. And I think now she is handling that attention.
1: Yeah. 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 But she wants her
2: safety. She wants her safety. So I want to be able to go out here, date guys that probably wouldn't have paid attention to me wherever we met at. Because if I would go together, they probably met like in college or maybe knew each other before then. But she didn't attract what she wanted. And she kind of settled for him. Like, hey, he's dependable. He's all right. So, I'll, you know, I'll marry him.
0: And, then, and now she get nice.
2: Right. Yeah, and now she's getting eyes. She done cheated on him and she wants to make up for her dating.
0: She wants to make up for lost dick.
2: Yes. But still have him for if I if this don't pan out. But I wouldn't be surprised in a few years if she has dated around and she finds somebody else that she actually wants to be in a monogamous relationship with That's and true. have a baby. Yeah.
1: And according to the like the closing notes, um, she hasn't been dating anyone. And, you know, that's just that on that, which the couple with Mike with Vincent, um, you know, she broke things off with Vincent. And we said she should. Mm-hmm. We said she should. There is no reason to keep somebody around in this type of situation who cannot handle the core component of it. And that's that you can openly date, be intimate, and have relationships with other people. That is the co that is the core component of polyamory. And if that is something that bothers you, if that is something that triggers jealousy, if that is something that triggers possessiveness, that is not a relationship or a system of relationships that you should involve yourself in. Period point um, blank. Yeah. You know, there's there's nothing you can do. And in the in the closing credits, it said that her and her husband ended up putting the poly lifestyle on pause. She never went on another date with the Ryan guy. And, you know, they are not actively practicing polyamory, mm. which goes back to what we said when we started watching. These seem like couples who are fairly new with the exception of like maybe Kenya and uh, what's her name? Shana? Chandra? Chandra. Mm-hmm. Um, with the the white couple seemed extremely new to polyandry and it showed like severely showed so again you again you have to be able to handle the fact that uh, one partner or both partners could change their minds and are like well we don't want to practice this right now and that's what happened speaking of shauna i'm so sorry if y'all ever listened to this show But we got to remember tons of fucking names, and we could not remember y'all names in six episodes. It has taken us years to remember some of these folks' names.
0: (laughs) I got some Um, hands in this motherfucker. (laughs) Yes.
1: I remember Valentino and Chandra and the other guy. They're they're going strong. They are going strong. She is actively trying to have a child. Uh, Valentino ended up moving from Texas to Atlanta, and they all are And basically a Kenya Tiger Carl type of situation, cohabitating together. Um, Her period was late, but it wasn't because she was pregnant. It's because women have irregular periods at times, and that's just the way that it goes. But, you know, best of luck to them, I guess is what I have to say. Because she is dating two niggas that look like Megamind. She got a type. (laughs) She got... (laughs) She got a fucking type. And it's not attractive. <laughs>
2: Good look luck, everybody. everybody.
0: <laughs> dang, two <niggas>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: She dating two niggas that look like Wayne Head. I All just... Right. okay. Right. <laughs> Little Bill Squared. All just... right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> Cody from Cocoa Melons. I just, you know... <laughs> with <laughs> they ugly boy, <laughs> uh, But she look, she looked no, no, Candace. Mm-hmm.
0: Was that like yes, was an she, accident?
1: she, <laughs> she looked like Morticia Adams with a missing chromosome. Like it's just her makeup and her hair choices. Mm. Good luck,
0: Cam.
1: Bad luck because <laughs> what are you, what are you trying to do genetically for this baby, y'all trying to have? Oh. Are you hoping that the genetics come from a, a prior generation or something where the people All are right. attractive?
0: Okay. okay.
1: Because if you're gonna get pregnant by uh Her brown husband skin, was attractive
2: you... when he had hair, though. That's what I don't get. Her yeah, husband was attractive when he had hair.
1: <sighs> <sighs> mm. Um well, we moving on. Six episodes was enough. I don't know if I could watch more. Do y'all do y'all feel like six episodes was just enough? Like yeah. maybe if they do a little bit of recasting and reworking it and like really finding solidified couples who practice polyandry. Like, I'm okay with seeing Kenya, Tiger, and Carl come back. Um, but I think they absolutely need to do some recasting and bring us. You know, polyandry couples that have a very solid foundation because while Tiger and Kenya had to work through a few kinks as a whole, how they practice polyandry seems to be pretty solid in their relationship. I think
2: I I I think I picked up on that when you heard about the kids talk about it like And that's when I'm like, okay, y'all were doing this for a while. And y'all probably did have a good swing at things. So Mm -hmm. I would like to see more of that if they bring them back. Maybe Mm -hmm. like a range of couples. So you can have like a new couple that's exploring it. One that's maybe been doing it maybe five years or more. Then Kenny and them, little age range or whatever. And then maybe maybe a couple who hasn't fully
1: committed to the lifestyle but they are talking about getting into it Mm -hmm. and setting up the boundaries and what it looks like for them Mm -hmm. Um, but I just overall did not really enjoy the couples outside of Kenya, Carl and Tiger to be honest you know and as we can see in the closing credits they didn't really know what they were doing either because they are the two white couples ultimately are monogamous (laughs) you know So I would, I would, I would watch a second season with some recasting, is what I'll say. Okay. Yeah. Um. God, I expect the Basketball Wives to be over by now. It is like thirty-seven episodes in, and I don't know. I first of all, I enjoyed this episode. Let me let me say that I enjoyed this episode primarily because I enjoy being able to see the women um, come together for what Duffy was trying to do. I stand corrected. Iman was very excited and happy about what Duffy had planned for him. And that's good. And I really do hope that they end up getting married because what I can say about Duffy and Iman is that they actually seem to do the work to have a better relationship with each other. And that's important. They felt like there was a disconnect in communication, and they actually went and sat on that lady's couch. True. And I think that's important to see because a lot of couples scoff at relationship counseling.
0: I mean, here we don't see it that often, especially on these shows.
1: We do not. And so I was really glad to see that. Um, I don't know how I feel about Brooks' husband showing up. I don't know if it was performative or not. But I feel like every time he talks, he don't really get to the crux of why he cheated on her. Like this whole, I'm sorry, I hurt you. I'm sorry I made you feel this way. I'm sorry that I did this. I won't do it again. But how do you know you won't do it again if you don't get to the root of the problem? Like I'd even accept him saying I cheated because I was just being selfish. And I saw some, some hot new pussy and I wanted it. But he has conveniently and repeatedly glossed over why he cheated on his wife and whether men or women want to talk about why they cheat. It's it's not it's often far deeper than a shoulder shrug. I don't know why I did it. Like we're adults. We know why we make the decisions we make. And that's the part that's rubbing me the wrong way. And I hope Brooke sees that. Like yeah you could pop up. Yeah, you can give me all of the flowers and roses and kisses and make me feel special, but we need to get to the root of the problem to and not necessarily ensure cuz you can't ensure somebody won't ever do what hurt you again. But if you do the work and you address the issue, the chances of not repeating that poor behavior get get a little greater. So that's where I'm at with her husband. But the other part is, Brooke, you are 53 and you are taking marital advice on whether you should reconcile or divorce your husband from unhappily married women, specifically Brandy Maxwell. Brandy and Jason is not fucking happy. So I don't understand why Brandy think everybody need to come through her for some relationship advice. Jason fucked 232 bitches while he was married to you. And he wasn't even no great basketball player. Yeah. Like he fucked mad bitches off residual pussy, leftover pussy from the NBA stars, bench pussy,
0: bench show title.
1: <laughs> so I just really don't understand her always wanting to be inserted in people's relationships. She did the same thing with Duffy, talking about her how Duffy and Iman communicate. You the fuck has been.
0: She has to insert herself in other people's stuff because otherwise she don't have a storyline. Because, I mean, seriously, other than that, what has she done this season? Now, granted, I know it's been 37 episodes of this goddamn season, but still.
1: And, and you know, I I just also... Can we call a thing a thing? I am very tired of the Jackie Jackie and Doug Christie are so happily married bullshit because the way Jackie behaves on these shows, right... It does not lead me to believe she is a happily married woman.
0: Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely not. Does she get? I think it's a
1: facade.
0: Oh, yeah, duh. Be sick of her shit.
1: I I just think it's a facade. She keeps on a mask, she plays it up. But I don't think she's truly as happy in her personal life as she would lead us to believe. Else, she wouldn't have so much vitriol for these women when they don't do or think or say or behave how she wants them to. I don't. Now, with that said, Jen, you and Jackie are two sides of the same coin and we could call a thing a thing. You got all these gripes about what Jackie does and she's annoying and she makes everything about her, but you do the same shit. There was absolutely no reason to give Jackie a cease and desist at Duffy's reproposal event for Iman. You wanted to be the center of attention because you could have slid that cease and desist under Jackie's hotel door, under her hotel room door. There was no reason to bring the energy down like that. Furthermore, you waste the money on a lawyer because nobody gives a damn about your car being stolen. <laughs> I talked to my lawyer. My lawyer said that it's best that we send out a cease and desist because we have an open case right now, and I don't want nobody gives a fuck. Nobody cares.
0: What was the cease and desist when you was up to spreading false information about uh, Evelyn's daughter?
1: And Malaysia.
0: What, what was the cease and desist then?
1: Like, one thing that I can't stand, and Jackie does it a lot too, and that's my issue with her. I can't stand to throw rocks and hide your hand, ass bitch. And Jen, that's you.
0: I always have been.
1: You absolutely made this moment about yourself. With- and Jelani standing there looking stupid. You and Jelani ain't even together no more. Like, not even together. Give us a break.
0: I mean, she had to try to make the moment about her to keep this thing with her and Jackie going because otherwise neither of them have a storyline. True. Um, Since we here, I want to say something. Please go ahead. I know we joked about it a bit in the pregame and the ep- the episode wasn't bad. I agree with what you said earlier. The episode wasn't bad. However, with that said, why in the mother of fuck has there been twenty seven episodes of this goddamn season? Yeah, it,
1: they took like a mid season break and came back, but just call it a new season. What's this shit with calling some mid season and coming back? Just start a new season. And before we leave, I wanna I wanna um do British got custody of that baby?
0: I'm not sure
1: because
0: what. <laughs> I'm finna do some digging, continue do some digging.
1: What do British do in LA that she can't be a full-time mother? You are on house arrest. Why is your mother being tasked with raising your child more than you are? The only thing I could think of is maybe this is because the cameras are rolling and she don't want her filming too much or something like that. But you are a criminal on house arrest. What are you doing that you're that you can't be a full-time parent right now? And if you got all these pending charges and you and shit going on and could possibly go to jail, it's more of a reason to be as present and accounted for as a parent before you get sentenced. What do she do? Scam. Totally confused by that. Her mom having to bring her daughter out to LA to spend time with her. Why? Why? What you what do you have going? It don't it's not adding up to me. It's not at all. I'm calling bullshit on that. We gonna we gonna call bullshit on some other things because after the break, we are going to be coming back and discussing the season premiere of VH not VH1's Couples Retreat anymore. It's just Couples Retreat, and I was not disappointed by the season premiere. We're going to introduce the couples, and then we'll uh close out with Love and Marriage Huntsville, to which I have some very strong words for uh Martel and some a few other people and for sure Carlos King uh after the break and a word from our sponsors welcome back welcome back welcome back we hope you got yourself uh, a glass of wine some liquor some weed a uh, edible whatever you need as we close out the second half of this show as i said we are about to introduce a couple's retreat to the lineup and i'm disappointed um so on this season of couples retreat the marriage ambassadors this time around or the relationship ambassadors this time around are ronnie devoe and shamari then we have apollo and his fiance sharian of course apollo is phaedra's ex-husband who went to jail on her behalf for doing fraud and scamming. Jock and Kendra are here, which they had a very tumultuous season on uh, Love and Hip Hop Atlanta last season. Um, Social media influencer, Fatboy and his wife, Tiana. Uh, Fallon and Jalen, who Fallon is Simon's ex-wife, Portia Simon.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: Jalen is the quote unquote best friend that Simon said Fallon cheated on him with. And then we have a lesbian couple on the show, Breezy and Chris, who which I don't know who Breezy is. A comedian, maybe?
2: No, she's a rapper. She was on. um, She was. Notably, she was on Empire. She played a rapper on Empire. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's she's right. She's on. All, right. I don't know if she's still on All American, but she was on All American. So she's an a, a, a actor rapper. I call her Fantasia Loaf because she remind me of a mix between Fantasia. Fantasia and Deja. You are so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all love. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: Adrian, come on now <laughs> um, Okay So I will say Of all of the shows that maybe Mona Scott gave birth to I do like this, I do like it I've liked every iteration of it When it's been couples retreat, family reunion So on and so forth, I have enjoyed it And Ronnie And Shamari um, Are still having some
0: issues They're still with- moving them shoulders
1: Yeah, well Away from each other, cause they seem to be drifting further apart. And Shamari says she's ready to get back out on the music scene, and Ronnie yeah. just wants her to sit home and be a housewife and a mother. Uh, Apollo and Sharien. Apollo says Sharien don't honor things he's asked her to do since getting out of jail, and yeah. Sharien is like, "When the fuck are we getting married?" Jock and Kendra.
0: That's the sentence. That's it. That's the whole sentence. Yeah,
1: period. That's the tweet. She is still, she is, how can I say this? Their biggest problem is social media. Kendra is highly embarrassed because social media does not skip a chance to remind her that Jock is a dog. And my thing is she, she was willing to marry him and be happy with him before social media got hold to all the dirt he was doing. And now she is embarrassed. She was not embarrassed when it when his dope his dirt was very low key. Now she's embarrassed. And uh, ain't I that guess kind of the number one rule. Ain't that though the kind of number one rule? Don't have me out here looking crazy. Don't don't have me out here. Should be the number one what? rule if we be being honest. Yes. Like, don't yes. don't have Fair me point. out here, Fair period. Enough. You know, because I, I, once I said... you have me out here, there is nothing that keeps it from going to having you out here looking crazy. That's true. And I still don't believe that baby Was from a break I believe that baby The baby in question that caused all the drama On the last season of Love and Hip Hop That was a baby created While they were together And they tried to spin it and make it seem like that baby happened while they were broken up for some period of time. But I do not believe that because she is too highly upset and holding on to it for it to have been a break baby. It is definitely giving me Gabrielle Union and Union and Dwayne Wade vibes.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like that's what it's giving me. Because this is the same temperament and attitude Gabrielle Union had about the son the son that Dwayne Wade has that she claimed happened when they were on a break but we've been finding out slowly but surely no that's not a break baby that was while we're together baby so it i don't know what kendra wants us to do with any of this information
0: i don't understand now being embarrassed when you dated young jock on purpose
1: oh my god
0: too Look, far? okay cool right.
1: not too far at all actually <laughs> but it's still a very sobering statement that <laughs> you Eyes wide open.
0: Like you chose to got that into man. a
1: relationship with a man who has a ton of children with different women. So many children
2: that you don't want to have any children with him.
0: Like you seen and, that. Go ahead, Aiden.
2: Weren't they together? Like, how, what was their timeline? They were together, like on and
0: off for a while, weren't they? Uh, yeah. I, were they Candace? I thought they were dating pretty. Standing. I feel like
2: they said maybe. Nine, I want to say nine years, I feel like it, but I could be making no
1: she is no, she is nine years younger than him.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah, she
1: is nine years his junior, but they have reported they until this little quote unquote break baby thing happened. To our knowledge, Kenya and Jock have been together since she was introduced to the show.
0: Yeah, since her first season on the show, they've been together, like together, together. They then married, so yeah.
2: Yeah, So they've been together since 2015. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think
1: ran, that's yeah, when she was introduced out. to the show, yeah. But according to last season, at some point, they had broken up for a while. So they say. Allegedly. I don't know how much I believe that, allegedly.
0: Supposedly.
1: Supposedly. Uh, Fat Boy and Tiana. I remember Fat Boy's content when he first started really gaining traction on social media. And he was with a different woman at the time. And they say how you get them is how you lose them because he cheated on his ex girlfriend with Tiana and ultimately ended up marrying Tiana and they have two kids together. Which, as you will see on the show, their biggest issue is infidelity. He cheated on her through both of her pregnancies. She got her leg back and he been talking about trust issues ever since.
2: My kind of carrying on.
1: Absolutely. Um, Fallon and Jalen, something. Lord, they got kids together, right? But yeah, something, is not, something is not curling over for me because what makes you get with, have children with, stay with, get engaged with a man who shows absolutely no affection? I am absolutely confused by their relationship. They don't give me couples vibes. Like it's something, something, something we need to get to the root of here. I am you not- Yeah, he does. And as we see in the previews, he tells her, like, you have not healed from your marriage. And I'm inclined to believe that. I also feel like there is some truth to the fact that when things started going sour with her and Simon, she turned to her best friend and it took on a life of its own, probably more than they both intended. And now, you know, she is... You know, lost her cash cow and kind and Simon, and now they just are together because I think Fallon has two children with Simon one or two. So, so then
2: she has two with Jalen because he said he became a father of four and he went I'm from having no kids to a father of four.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I think that might be the case. They have two children together, which. Okay. Okay, I have a question about that as well because that means she was pregnant before her divorce was final, no?
2: But wasn't that always the story?
1: I don't, you know, I'll be honest. I don't really remember. I just thought her and Portia was both weird. Just all this, all this running and jumping from one uh, situation to the the next.
0: The pregnancy wasn't a part of the original story, no.
1: Like all this running and jumping back and forth, swinging from dick to dick because Portia went from, went from, playing house with Dennis and breaking up and making up and breaking up and making up to being engaged to Simon and Fallon went from being with Simon and now she with Jalen and it's, it's a lot. And I feel like I've said this maybe on Twitter before, but there is no value in packing up your baggage and trauma from one relationship and taking it to the next. It, it just is not ever going to work out how you think it's going to work out.
0: It doesn't have value, but it do land them a spot on these shows that we talk about.
1: Yeah, yeah, at the very, at the very minimum.
0: So, hashtag content.
1: Now, Breezy and Chris are an anomaly to me because they swear they don't have no issue, but they own this show.
0: So, somebody lying.
1: Big lying. Like, what is, what is going on here? They both seem emotionally stunted. So, I'm interested to see them start to unpack their baggage. Because you don't come on a show like this if everything is hunky-dory.
2: Yeah. We just need right. a few more games.
1: Yeah. A few more games. Definitely a few more games. Um, Speaking of games, love and marriage,
0: Huntsville. Segway
1: I guess the first thing I want to ask, and, you know, Jeremy, you can answer as well, but I, I want to ask Adrian. I said to myself, When I I go in Target and stuff, I do see Stormy's products in there. And I know that Mel has a skincare line. But I am very skeptical about supporting their businesses because what education do they have behind them to be dealing in hair and skincare, especially in marketing it to black women? Like, you know, I don't know. And yes, you can you can hire the best chemists and estheticians to help you build a brand and things like that but i just don't know that i want to support someone's whose business they really don't truly know what is going into their products and how things work and how things move and why it does this or why it does that and you know stormy ain't never talk about being nobody hairstylist or, or working, you know, with hair and, and male with skincare and stuff. So I would love to support, but I get skeptical when people don't put a little education behind themselves for things as important as hair care and skincare. Don't curl over with me. Like, do you want me, do you want me designing the foundation for you? And you know, I ain't been to nobody's school to know how to design a foundation. No.
0: I just assume that, it, they were just putting their face and their, I guess, notoriety or whatever to like put just putting a, a face to the to whatever was going yeah. on. At least that's what I assumed.
1: And interestingly enough, they have been in the Love and Marriage Huntsville No Chaser group, they have been clocking Stormy for basically ripping off products from other brands, like mm. almost down to the, to the packaging and the labeling and things like that. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Getting,
0: um, getting real cloudy over there. I'll tell you what.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely getting cloudy. Um. But now Stormy is calling this meeting and I feel like she's being extremely unreasonable because we saw how many people did we see in that in that fat in that warehouse, what six, seven, maybe?
2: Yeah, under ten.
1: Under ten people, while talking about having ten thousand, having five thousand orders backed up, plus consistent orders coming in. You think less than ten people should be responsible for back <laughs> orders and current orders and the orders that come in when you run in sales and deals? And packing up orders to get out to Target and beauty supply stores. To me, it felt unreasonable.
0: See, this is why I said, like, I I just assumed that they were just going to be the face of it and let other people, you know, handle the operations and things like that. Because in what world does that make sense? Like, that's what gave me that impression that this is something that she really isn't into she's just going to be the face of and it's something to, you know to keep her you know she has a storyline you know she has something that she's quote-unquote doing but she don't really know understand the business side of it the, the like the education of it she she's just the brand the face the you know the voice etc et because that didn't make no damn sense
2: yeah. And that's probably like the big, cause I like to support black businesses, especially if it's something that I'm going to be getting and using anyway, but anytime I've had a bad uh, experience, it's been for things like that. Like, not having clear expectations of when something's going to be shipped out or delivered, just other customer service and infrastructure type things. So people can have a really good product, but if you don't have those other things in line, your business might not stay open long. Agreed. And I guess it also,
1: um, it kind of rubbed me wrong when she was like, well, every time y'all don't get people's orders out on time and I say, give them a free this or give them a free that. Um, it, it keep me from paying y'all more, giving y'all a raise that just rubbed me really, really wrong, especially considering the fact that she looked to be extremely understaffed.
0: Mm -hmm. Nasty work, a nasty omen.
1: Now she didn't say nothing about it comes out of my pay or, you know, I take the hit financially because I pay it out of my pocket. She said, I can't pay
2: y'all better when y'all do that. And yeah, I think so, she could have phrased it better, but I think the sentiment is if I have to put this out, that's less money that's coming in for me to be able to do things like hire another person or be able to do different things. So I don't I think how she said it was wrong, but the sentiment behind it wasn't necessarily wrong.
1: Yeah. Um, and then this thing with her cousin, I ain't like how her husband was carrying that was weird to me. Um, because I'm 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 gonna be honest. I guarantee you in this era of social media, he is not the only person you see on his phone in that goddamn warehouse. And again, if these are things that you see to be an issue as a as a business owner, why don't you set up proper guidance regarding it? But I just, I don't know. It felt a little unprofessional. She should have asked her husband to step out because the conversation she was trying to have about her cousin is, are we okay? Are we good? So it was. I don't know. It it was something. I didn't. I didn't necessarily
2: care for how he was. I think her husband should have been there from the beginning of the conversation. Yeah. Because I and did notice, like, her cousin looked like he was to, about to pipe up, and then when her husband came in, it kind of deflated a little. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. I um. But at the same time, so I guess my question is. Aside from being her husband, what is his role in the company? And that needs to be a conversation. Just because you are my husband doesn't mean you are responsible for making business decisions where my company is involved. What is your professional role in this company to have these interactions with employees, cousin or not? Because I think that's important to establish. and you come in and check on things or you help your wife or whatever, but do you have a set role and the company, because a lot of the issues that they were talking about, like, let's say him being late or being on his phone, professionally, those are things that should go through HR or who who whoever is supposed to handle guidance like that. So, like, I'm one of those people that if you are going to do business and you're going to have family or friends working for you or whatever the case may be. It doesn't give you a, a reason to not carry on in a professional capacity. And that's another thing about, you know, working for, you know, smaller businesses. And not to say that Stormy's business doesn't generate good revenue, because I'm almost certain it does if you drive in an all-go G-Wagon. But I guess it's like you need to, based on the meetings and how things were going, and they need to establish some more professional boundaries and guidelines within the company structure and your husband not gonna be in here talking to me any kind of way because he your husband like i I don't like that at all because that's the equivalent of you know okay me owning the network but if i don't like some mike feel like he could come talk to y'all any kind of way as as host y'all wouldn't be having that shit at all y'all would be like hold up no hold on now hold up now nigga (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you is not your wife, so you know I'm. I try to be really mindful about things like that. If y'all haven't noticed, I don't ever send Mike to y'all and to talk about nothing pertaining to the network. If I mean, you get guidance or correspondence, it's coming directly from me. I'm not sending in no middleman.
0: That's because you and Mike, not weird.
1: <laughs> so I thought right. that was a little weird, and I, I'm definitely okay with. Um, I'm definitely okay with stormy you know wanting to let her her cousin go because maybe he's tardy or you don't feel like he's doing his job the way he should be but i feel like it should but should have been handled in a more professional capacity if husband, is all i'm saying
0: if her husband's on the road with just her husband and that is a liability not an asset.
2: yeah that's all i feel like about that yeah, it feels like they have a successful business that they're trying to expand. Um, and so a lot of this is just maybe not having the experience with owning a business. So it takes a it takes a little bit, you know, of time, trial and error. Sometimes you gotta fire family, fire family, all type of stuff. So it yeah. feels like that's where they are right now.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Um it's very fitting for Marceau and Tisha to be in association with the slutty vegan with they, <clears throat> corrupt, with they corrupt trifling asses <laughs> like Loud it is really really on brand for them to be doing business with somebody who is facing lawsuits and penalties and all kind of things in multiple states for stealing from and not properly paying their employees
0: Nasty D- uh, them being down here in Atlanta being in cahoots with the police for cop city it was just listen as as a, as a Georgia nigga it was just you know some things you know you just gotta let God move and like look at these two shaded entities <laughs> forming together look at God
1: yeah I, I don't know if they done their due diligence or they did and Probably they just not. don't care but I just really need people and I don't care if it's other black people and I don't care if it's something new and exciting that you've never seen do your fucking diligence on these brands before you tie yourself to them because now you have tied yourself to slutty vegan and it makes you look even shadier than y'all already do.
0: I think either, either scenario, like you said, Candace, either day, best case scenario, they didn't do their due diligence. Worst case scenario, they did and they didn't care. Either way, still looks fucking terrible. And I don't know what kind... I am I guess for me, I don't... I just don't understand because, I, I mean, let's... Hold on. Let me sit up for this. Because <laughs> I also got to bring a little Georgia slash Atlanta to this. There was definitely a particular type of demographic that I hyped up and went to Slutty Vegan here on a regular, and it was definitely, like, upper middle class, like, kind of bougie like you know, niggas. tent? Uh, yeah, mm, there you go, Asian, there you go. Um, that's the type of demographic that was supporting them here in Atlanta, and probably in, was it Jersey or New York? It was, was the other one, the other location. Uh, I going to north. say New York. New York, yeah, New York. That, um, New York, too. Um, <laughs> Not even being funny or shady, but, like, I don't really see that demographic going over, translating well over in Huntsville. Yeah. So, f- cool. just, like, like just from that standpoint, before you even get into, like, the other shit with study vegan and their politics and lawsuits or whatever, it's just, like, do you really think that the type of demographic that you they got in New York and Atlanta is going to translate over there to Huntsville? I don't see that, and maybe I'm just talking about my, about my ass, and I don't know shit about shit. No, I just it don't see it could
2: oh. <laughs> happen. Cause I think they might not have it in the same numbers, but we see uh Mel and them on the TV right now. That's your talented tenth, and no. it's <laughs> more than just them. No, like for real. And it's True. more than just them in Huntsville. True. So I think I think it could, yeah. I think it could be there and be happy and it'll attract people. It's gonna attract people. So I think it could be okay. I just don't want her ever making another dollar, so... True, true. Until she treats her. Because I don't... I guess I don't like that. I guess I take it a little bit more personally when it's somebody... When it's skin folk that do shit like that, like... And I know that's probably, like, a naive way of thinking about things, because skin folk, all skin folk ain't kin folk, but it just strike on a different level when it's somebody that look like me perpetrating that type of egregious behavior.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Also, again, like they think they doing something, but it's just showing their their consistent character flaws and how they treat people that look like them, because having a black business expo, but expecting black businesses to work for free to Uh, help promote your black business expo (laughs) is, again, you are a scammer and a crook. And, and filling and doubling down about not paying people for their time, not paying people for promoting, not paying people for run be, hosting panels and sitting on panels and giving out g- giving out uh, game and tips and advice for Black businesses and smaller Black businesses that could be helpful, again, morally bankrupt.
2: So is he offering the sp- space at Black for free for this expo or like what's that? What's that no, they like? they are, they are looking, I I believe they
1: did it at like a, a an event center, like a convention center or something like that, okay. To which they were like, um, like gathering and, and soliciting sponsorships to pay for it. And again, Mel is like, so if let's say you, I think it was Kimmy or Maurice who was like, let's say you get $150,000 in sponsorships and it covers stuff. What is your intention with the extra money? What are you going to do with it? Shouldn't you pay that money out to people who helped you put this, put this together and make it a success? Yeah. It's either that or
2: you, it's either that or you do like a grant. So whatever's (laughs) left over, will do X amount of grant. I mean, this is if you're doing it with a pure heart and good intentions. We know this nigga with the wide hips is a scammer. (laughs) know
1: this nigga with the wide hips is a scammer, a whammer, if you will.
2: All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a wide so scammer. That.
2: But it's like, damn, at least make it look nice. Or say, hey, I, you know, I didn't really oh. even think about that. But you scamming. So, of course. Exactly. What I guess my thing is, and also
1: the details haven't come out, but are you charging businesses to come and be a part of this to, like, have a booth or a table? Like, how mm-hmm. does this work? Because as a part of, like, being a part of, let's say, career fairs and I've gone representing my job there's a booth slash table fee to set up a booth so what is the what is what are you trying to accomplish with this who is and benefiting who, from this
2: and maybe I missed, miss mix the at the oh shit I can't maybe I missed it but when I think of an expo I think of different businesses having tables yes and like you kind of walk through is that what he's trying to do or he's trying to set up almost like uh where people where business owners may be coming hear talks from people i think it's a combination
1: i think it's a, a a combination of both there'll be like tables where businesses could come up and set up tables and booths and then they'll do like panels where people who maybe come to the black business expo um you know, can sit in and, and talk to some of the successful black business owners. Like again, there's been no no clear outline of what exactly it is and what exactly is provided. Like can people come and seek employment? Can keep people come and you know connect with the business and so that, that the business can do work with these people with whatever product they're offering? What what is it? What's your yeah, purpose yeah, he needs a
2: clearer vision.
1: Because again, I just feel like, you know, if you're reaching out to businesses for sponsorship to cover like convention, the cost of a convention center, lunch, refreshments, this, that, and a third, swag or whatever the case may be. If there's money left, as you said, Adrian, it should either be paid out to the people who help promote it, get asses in the doors. If you're trying to do business panels and business discussions and, you know, how to go about setting up, you know a 501c3 Or how to you know go about Branding your business which is important stuff But that's people's time and time Is money and if you're not going to pay Me I need to know any extra money you got Is going to a good cause and not just in your Pocket because if you paying yourself You need to be paying me but if you Setting up a grant and you're going to do small Business grants or something like that to help Out some of the smaller businesses I'm okay with that and I'll gladly Donate my time but tell me how the money is being spent and distributed. That's, they should be very transparent about that, and they haven't been. And not only has Mel said it, but Kimmy and Maurice have said the same thing, to which they start talking real slick in the thing, talk about, oh, look, Kimmy and Maurice acting like the host. They must be around them too much. Why? Because they don't want to be getting scammed? Like, come the fuck on. I do not like <laughs> Mar- Marceau and Tisha. I do not at all. I They they just have too many character flaws for the peas on the trampling pod. Also, shout out to Mel. She seems to have a good team. Yeah, they have the opportunities for her. She seems to have a good team of people who are going to get the money, bring the money in. Because if everybody bringing the money in, that means everybody eats.
0: Yes.
2: And I like, I like how she seemed to have people in like different areas of things. So you have yeah. people with these type of contacts for this thing, this for the hair care, this for the skin. Like I like that. I do like it. I do like it. She does have a very
1: sound team of professional people around her. And I, I, I like that for her. I like that. Honestly, I want that for any black woman that's chasing down career and business opportunities. And we could what? see what we could tell the difference because Tisha doesn't have that, in it shows because her husband is fucking her over in a business that she had owns the majority of the shares in. If well, she I had a, say. if she had solid management and shit like that, and an accountant and a proper lawyer and shit, she she getting ate up for real. Yeah, I don't Tisha's know what the fuck been biting me, but I know I'm ate up.
2: Yeah, Tisha's not dumb.
1: She's not dumb. Can, She's just in love. You can see it. I hate it. that yeah. for her.
2: Oh, we've, I, I've been there. I've been there. Dumb and in love.
1: I hate that Ooh. for her. She, she, sadly, we could be honest, Marceau, Marceau wide titty, uh, big back, fat neck, little head, face ass, Um. he got the gift of gab. And he know the things to say and do in regards to Tisha to keep her on a short leash. Because there is no way I own the majority of shares in a company and you're making important decisions like who's a business partner and who could buy into the company without my input. It ain't no way. So we could see the difference in how things move with Mel, who has a solid team and with Tisha who is constantly believing in Marceau, but prayers down this birthday party.
2: I'd have had that nigga arrested. I'm sorry. I would have had that peanut head
1: nigga arrested because here's my question. Why do you always feel like you need to be a part of things Mel is doing on Mel's dime? You too can throw a birthday party he, for
2: your children. Cause He's a broke bitch. Now we know this. And we, that's, we know.
1: that's my biggest that's my biggest issue with Marceau I mean uh, Martell is that you always having these meltdowns about Mel not inviting you to stuff for the kids and this that and the third but she's doing the things on her on her visitation week did y'all peep how she said she he had the kids for the holidays last year. And she still... She did... They did Christmas after they came home. She didn't try to invite herself and force herself into their Christmas, whatever they was doing, their holiday shenanigans. She waited till she got the kids back and then they did their own thing. Martell, you talk all that big money shit.
2: Huh? I don't like no nigga like Martell. And he's triggering me because he's reminding me of my son's father. So... So I got something for him and it might be a little bit from that too. But how do you have the audacity? Because let's we'll run this all the way back to the beginning. You broke up your family. You did that. Your action completely, wholly broke up your family. You have altered these kids' realities. And because you still want to present the image of, oh, we co-parent together, therefore making you look like a good guy versus the asshole and narcissist that you are. Now you upset. She doesn't have to invite you to shit. Would it be nice if y'all could have stuff, big stuff like birthdays and stuff together? Yes, that would be nice. But every time Mel extends an olive branch, you take it and beat her over the head with. So I don't blame her for not inviting you to shit. Did we forget the visitation schedule exactly as planned if it says even years for me and odd for yours that's what we gonna do until I don't want to do it but you don't like the male has control over this situation you like being an agent of chaos and a tornado in that woman's life and she won't let you do it anymore and you salty about it.
1: did we forget the chaos that ensued after she invited him with an open heart to their family vacation, did we forget the shit storm that ensued after that? Again, like like Adrian just said, every time she extends an olive branch, every time she allows you to be a part of things as as a whole family, you make her regret it. Furthermore, you always want to be a part of what she's doing, but your wallet ain't never fucking open. You came into your did y'all know came in he there came empty into fucking the, handed. handed? Come the fuck on. Came to your daughter's birthday party empty fucking handed. You no a low down adjusters. dirty bitch, Martha. No gifts in hand. No balloons. No nothing. No special surprise. Not a fucking thing. Just walked your broke, dumb, bald-headed ass up into your daughter's party uninvited with nothing. Then yelled at her. I'm so sorry. They would have been arresting me because if you would have yelled at my mama, I would have went in your shit. You are the reason things are the way they are in your life when it comes to your kids and your ex-wife. Even after the, the, the divorce, you have not made it easy to co-parent with. You do not respect her boundaries. You do not give a fuck about how she feels about things. You will not give her the fucking space to heal so that maybe at some point y'all can be in a better space when it comes to co-parenting. You are overbearing. You are aggressive. You are manipulative. You're a narcissist and you're a fucking loser.
2: And you should have been at home studying for that builders test instead of causing
1: chaos. That's your and that's your that your little leg ass can't pass.
2: That's oh, I'm getting mad. I'm getting I'm getting because mad you are a fucking loser. A loser.
1: A whole ass loser. Talking and about the and then that- and then souls continue chaos amongst the group. Cause you talking to Martha she ain't she said y'all not her friend. She not friends with y'all. Come on, you bum bitch. These ladies have just sat down, agreed to move forward in a positive manner, in a positive direction, let bygones be bygones and and let actions guide them in rebuilding a friendship. So to me, the first step in that would be, I'm doing something for the kids. Please bring the kids with you. I would love to see them and the kids would love to be reconnected with each other. Then you running around telling Maurice something, what the fuck Maurice supposed to be able to do? He can't stop having sex parties at his office long enough to be able to give you no solid <laughs> <All> fucking <right. laughs> advice. Can't even stop his own fucking kid from vaping in the school fucking bathroom. What the fuck advice he's supposed to give you? His baby mama just one step off beating Kimmy ass if we want to be real about the shit. What the fuck he's supposed to tell you? The reason you always going to Maurice is because he living a life. He turned his side bitch into his wife. Sit your motherfucking ass down somewhere, man. I don't want to hear that shit. Like Mel ain't do shit wrong. And following the court order to the T is her is her right. And I'ma say this and if Jeremy wanna jump in, cause me and Adrian and just jumped this ball headed bitch on this episode.
2: All three of them bald headed bitches, if we being honest. I ain't never wanted to be a part of Mel's family so much in that moment. Cause I'd have tore shit up. You I would have went
1: and busted the windows out of this fucking car. That would have got you up out of here if I'm tearing that truck the
2: fuck up. Cause how you do that, you know, she don't want to call the police on you. And because you, in that moment, you're willing to take a good memory from your daughter just so you can have power in a situation with Mel, you dirty ball headed bitch.
1: And let me, and also let me say this. If you so much want to be at, at a birthday party for your child, why don't you ever call Mel in advance and say, Hey Mel, I was wondering if we could get together and throw a party for Mariah or Malia or Little Martel or Hartell, whatever the fucking kids names is, Sugar Mama. If we could get together and throw a party for the kids together um, and, you know, it would it would lessen the financial burden on both
2: of us if we just threw them a party together. And she would say, no, broke boy, I can afford, yeah, I can she afford would, my she would kids par- party myself, Martel. Ho. <laughs> she was she would
1: certainly she would certainly say no, but at least you made an effort. You don't even make an effort to do that. You think you finna show up empty handed and party with your daughter on your ex-wife dime. A fucking loser. When you had a kids, why you ain't you don't never want to throw them none when you got them by yourself. Fucking grandstanding boy. And in terms of Key and Tiffany, oh Jeremy, you had some there? Because we scalped them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um no, I I don't have the no, only thing I I I, I want Martel to find some business because this reeks of two things. One, everything that y'all say, he is a narcissistic, selfish bastard. But also he bored. He, he bored and he don't have a storyline because he knew, he knew, because what was the purpose? What was the purpose? And like, according he knew he,
1: to, he, hold up, on, go I'm going to give you this tidbit and then you could really run off. According to Mel, she pulled up phone records where she had talked to Martel on like right before the party and he knew he wasn't invited he knew he wasn't invited
0: this is what i'm talking about like you know you're not invited what the fuck did you think was gonna happen i i really feel like it's a combination of he literally don't have shit to do so he needs something for the show and also his you know him just being a narcissistic bastard as y'all you know have eloquently and rightfully dragged him about because this just this just was fucking stupid even for it was Martell. a
2: power play. It was a power play. I'm gonna do this while the cameras are there, while the kids are there, so that I can just kind of bogart myself into the situation. I'm not. I rather ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. Is basically where he is.
0: Well, go to so, hell and eat he shit, Martell. That's all I got.
1: Absolutely. Um, I don't really have nothing much for the Kiki. Tisha, Mel, sit down. Um, we'll see more next episode. It looks like it'll be interesting with this high tea to learn how to communicate better. I think all the ladies could absolutely use a lesson in that because they don't communicate well and they are messy. But at the same time, if you are communicating healthily, we don't get this show. True. So.
0: And not only that. To add to that, usually not only on this show but on all these shows. Whenever we have this, these kind of come to Jesus, sit down, gatherers and stuff, more mess pop up. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you know, we'll we'll get more into Kiki wanting to tear Tiffany a new one and all of that shit next week. That was all I had. That's all we had. Y'all got anything else before we get out of here?
0: Now you and Adrian said enough. For all of us.
1: <laughs> well with that being said y'all have a good week y'all be safe um if you a man keep your cheeks closed stop sending white women booty hole pictures um you know don't be a spready okay you know all right yeah okay (laughs) bye y'all we out
2: bye